When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel. Today I want to talk about three attractively valued dividend growth stocks, but show you their valuations from a different perspective, using cash flow to value the business. Cash flow is probably one of the most important pieces of information investors should pay attention to. Many famous investors often derive their valuations for stocks using some fashion of discounting future cash flows. The price-to-earnings ratio is probably the most popular valuation measure for stocks, yet it is derived using the earnings per share figure that is more easily inflatable for businesses. And therefore, I personally prefer to look at the price to cash flow that in my opinion is a more accurate measure for valuation. So let's take a look at three stocks that I personally own from a discounted cash flow perspective to see how well valued they are today. Before we jump in though, I would really appreciate it if you guys gave this video a like. It really helps out the channel. And subscribe if you enjoy the content. First up, we have Best Buy that is having a rather rough week. You could argue the stock is being pulled down by Target that dropped pretty significantly on earnings this week. But that's neither here nor there. What I am interested in is how much is Best Buy stock worth today, and where can it go in 5 years. So let's try to come up with a value for the stock first, and then I'll take a look at the actual price to see if it's attractively valued. Before I dive in here, I would just like to mention that the way I selected these 3 stocks I am looking at today, is by taking the top 30 highest quality companies on my high growth dividend watch list, and then looking at the price to free cash flow ratio and selecting the 3 stocks with the lowest ratio. I used Finvis to compare the stocks, but I'll be computing the cash flow and ratios myself in this analysis. Alright, so to compute the free cash flow, all you need is a cash flow statement. You can take the cash from operations and back out capital expenditures. Simple enough. So for example, in 2013, Best Buy had $1.5 billion in cash from operations and $769 million in capex spending, resulting in $817 million of free cash flow. So I computed the free cash flow for the past 10 years, and as you can see the cash flow would go up and down, but generally it has increased during the last decade. The next step is to divide the cash flow by the number of diluted shares outstanding. The reason I am using diluted shares is because they include all the possible shares that exist, which includes options, warrants, and any convertible debt. Basically, it is a more complete figure as compared to the basic shares outstanding. So the cash flow per share in 2013 was $2.40, and by 2022 it rose to $10.10, a pretty good increase over the course of the past decade. I went ahead and looked up the closing price for the stock around month end January, when Best Buy's fiscal year ends and I divided the close price for the stock by the cash flow per share to find the price to cash flow multiple. The multiple ranged from a low of 6.8 in 2021 to a high of 15.4 in 2018, with the average being right around 11. I would say that as a general rule of thumb, a price to free cash flow of 15 is considered to be fairly valued. Anything above is generally expensive, and below is considered attractively valued. Obviously this generalization will not apply evenly to all stocks. Growth stocks will often trade for very high multiples, and value stocks with low growth will trade for very low multiples. For Best Buy, we can use its long-term average of 11 as a fair price to cash flow multiple. So based on the 10.1 price to cash flow multiple for 2022 fiscal year end, we can derive a fair price for the stock of $111 based on the 11x multiple, and a higher fair price of $151 based on the 15x multiple. Shares today trade for around $70, so the price is significantly below fair value from a cash flow perspective with the actual price to cash flow multiple being 6.93. This essentially means that you are paying $6.93 for every dollar of cash flow Best Buy generates. Let's forecast the cash flow out for 5 years, to see what type of valuation and returns we can expect should the stock return to fair multiples. 
Cash from operations has increased by 8.3% on average during the last decade, so I'll assume it can grow at this pace over the next 5 years. CapEx has actually declined by about half a percent, but I'll assume a 2% increase for future capital expenditures, better to stay conservative here. The diluted shares outstanding have shrunk by 3.34%, and I'll apply the same pattern for the next 5 years. These assumptions bring us to a cash flow per share of 19.1 in 2027. At the 15x multiple, this would imply a share price of $287 for the stock, and a more conservative estimate of $210 at the lower 11x multiple. Based on these estimates, we can expect a low-range annualized return of about 24%, and a high-range estimate of about 32%. Now this is assuming that Best Buy can continue to grow the cash flow it generates at the same pace as it has averaged during the last decade, and it also assumes that the stock market will price shares of Best Buy at a fair value in 2027. In the short term, stock prices can swing wildly, but over a long period of time, they typically return to fair valuations. Even if the growth assumptions prove to be overly aggressive, the return estimates are lucrative enough to warrant an investment. I would personally be content with a 12% long-term annualized rate of return. An estimated return of 24-32% offers a sizable margin of safety. I personally like Best Buy as a business, and I own and have been adding to my position at the current valuation. If we take a look at the last decade, and specifically the year-end close price for the stock, Best Buy has generally traded for attractive valuations in terms of price-to-cash flow using the 15x multiple. I believe the stock is an attractive opportunity today, and should reward long-term shareholders with above-average total returns. In addition, at today's price, it offers a pretty attractive dividend yield around 4.5%. The second stock I want to take a closer look at is Tiro Price Group. I performed the same cash flow analysis on Tiro as the one I just shared for Best Buy. Taking the cash from operations, backing out to CapEx, and dividing the result by the diluted shares outstanding. Tiro has two exceptions in this analysis for the years 2016 and 2017. The cash flow was very low, and as a result, the stock has a very high price to cash flow multiple. To normalize the results, I excluded these two years to compute the average price to cash flow for the last decade. Excluding 2016 and 2017, Tiro's cash from operations has increased at a rate of 16.07%, CapEx has increased at a rate of 13.43% and the diluted shares outstanding have shrunk by 1.45% per year. When we look at the price-to-cash flow multiple for T-Row, excluding 2016 and 2017, the ratio was the lowest in 2015 at 13.5, and the highest in 2019 at 22.1, with the average being 18.1. So let's assume that a price-to-cash flow multiple of 18 is the fair value range for the stock. Based on the last fiscal year, T-Row's cash flow per share was 14. This would give us a fair price of $210 at the 15x multiple, and $252 at the 18x multiple. The stock trades for a price of about $121 today. So based on the long-term price-to-cash flow trends, it looks pretty attractive. If we forecast out the next 5 years, at the previously stated growth rates, 16.07% for cash from operations, 13.43% for capex, and minus 1.45% for diluted shares outstanding, we come up with the cash flow per share to be 32.1 in 2027. This would value the stock at $481 using the 15x multiple, and $577 using the 18x multiple. If this scenario would come to fruition, it would result in a low-range annualized return of about 31%, and a high-range return of about 36% over the next 5 years. These are very attractive rates of return that leave quite a large margin of safety if the assumptions are overly optimistic. Something to note here is that 2021 was a very good year for Tiro, with the cash from operations being nearly twice that of 2020. The stock market was very hot in 2021, and Tiro benefited from this as it earns their income from its assets under management. With 2022 being slightly more sour, it's likely that the company will not generate as much cash flow this year as it did in the past. So let's see what happens if we exclude fiscal 2021 from our analysis, as it may be an outlier year for the company.
doing the same forecast as before, except now starting from the more reasonable fiscal 2020 financials, we get a cash flow per share figure of 16.9-2027. At the 15x multiple, this would give us a fair price of $254 for the stock, and $304 at the 18x multiple, both considerably lower than in the original example. Based on this assumption, the low-range annualized return is about 15%, with the high range being about 20%. To me, these are still very adequate rates of return, and bear in mind that we have cut our starting figures by nearly half to come up with this forecast. I think it's very likely Tiro will deliver returns in excess of this more conservative assumption. The stock sports a very good starting dividend yield of almost 4% today, and trades for a price-to-free cash flow of 8.64, that is less than half of its normal range. The third and final company I want to take a look at today is Lowe's. I'm happy to see that Lowe's made the top 3 list for this analysis, as I actually visited the store recently, and it was packed full of people. This is a great way to see which businesses are doing well. Because you know if a store is full, and people are spending money, some of that cash flow will end up in your pocket, as a fractional owner of the business. I did the same cash flow analysis for Lowe's as for Best Buy and t In 2013, the cash flow per share was $2.20, and by 2022 it rose to $11.80. And really, when you look at the past decade, the cash flow was slowly growing, but really spiked in 2021 and 2022. In 2021, the cash flow per share was actually $12.30, which was better than 2022. The price to cash flow during the past decade was the lowest in 2021 at 13.5, and the highest in 2020 at 32.2, with the average being 18.6. Based on 2022 cash flow per share of 11.8, we can compute a conservative fair price for lows using the 15x multiple and that fair price is $177. Using the trailing multiple of 18x, we get a fair price of $212. The stock trades for around $184 today, so it's above the 15x multiple but below the 18x multiple. So let's do a 5-year forecast for lows and see how things will shake out. The cash from operations increased by 11.61% per year during the last decade, capex rose at 4.84%, and the diluted shares outstanding shrunk by 5.4%. If we use the same growth assumptions, we get a cash flow per share of 28.6 in 2027. At the 15x multiple, this would imply a fair price of $429, and a price of $515 at the 18x multiple. Based on today's price, this would give us a low-range annualized return of about 18%, and a high-range return of about 22%. Pretty solid rates of return, even if they prove to be overly optimistic. I would say the stock is fairly valued today, and could slide down more if the market continues to decline in the coming months. But from a long-term perspective, each of these three dividend stocks should offer above-average returns. The first two also offer pretty attractive dividend yields, and Lowe's dividend yield of about 1.75 is on the lower end. I own all three companies, and I've been buying more Best Buy and t I've purchased some Lowe's recently, but I honestly think the first two are priced a little more attractively today, and should therefore prove to be better investments. I'm curious if you also use the price-to-free cash flow multiple in your analysis. If you do, let me know in the comments below. And if not, what is your favorite multiple or valuation measure? If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.